0: Welcome back to another episode of On the Break. We have Josh and Kyle in the um, in the office
1: today. How's it going, Kyle? Hey, what's up, man? Uh, just uh, getting home, settled in the uh, the new home here in Austin. Uh, came home some good news. My girl got a new job. Uh, my dog pissed all in my carpet, so it's a uh, it's also a mixed review news. for the day. But overall, I can't <laughs> complain, man. How you been? Doing good, man. So when did she move down there with you? She's uh she's here now. Oh no way! I didn't know that. Yeah, we're all moved in, got a new new townhouse. Still haven't pulled the trigger on on buying a house, which is probably a bad <laughs> idea because property value just keeps rising down here. But uh, yeah, man, we're settled up. We're going to do two years here. And uh, yeah, we're officially Austinites, man. We're still in Austin just barely by like a baseball thrower we're in austin <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's okay anything
0: that comes out of austin's generally not good but you had another good day um you shot me a video of you hitting
1: 500 on deadlift <laughs> yeah man uh starting to I, you know i've challenged myself athletically i've challenged myself like lifting weights before but never for like strength so i'm trying to see what i got so did 500 today. I i could barely walk right now but we'll get, <laughs> we'll get it we'll get a little higher
0: So I'm going to be honest with you. Whenever you said, whenever you told me that you would send me the video and have me look at the form, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to tell this guy. He just deadlifted 500
1: pounds. Um, (laughs) So, but I I came up with some crap that you could do better. (laughs) Um, Hey, hey, you've been doing it longer than me, man. You're still an expert to me. No, I don't know about that. But um, so what's going on in the NBA? What are you liking? Dude, I'm not liking OKC is what I'm not liking. Uh, What I, what I am liking is my Toronto pick. So we'll come out of the East over your bucks, which you've just, you've you've rode the bucks so hard this year. You're committed at this point. Like you can't back out. I now. can't change. Right.
0: The bucks could just swept in the first four. And I could be like, I have to be like, it was a fluke. That shouldn't happen. <laughs>
1: that's, um, hey, with Eric Bledsoe on the team, anything is possible to go wrong. Yeah, I, guess, I guess
0: that's true. Um, Yeah. OK, so we should do a segment that's like likes and dislikes. Why don't we do that? So give me, give me three likes that you like this week and give and then I'll give you three dislikes because I'm obviously the hater on the, on the
1: show, right? <laughs> the three likes that I like are obviously Toronto's play. Like I said, I think they're really coming into their zone at the right time, even though I was talking about this part of the season not mattering. Um, I think they're coming into the zone at the right time. What I like the most is watching the Houston Rockets play, uh, even though they, they did lose a tight one last night to Golden State. I really, really like the way that they're coming on. If Chris Paul's healthy with these guys that they got rim running now with Farid, um, getting Capella healthy, I think they can really elevate. I, could, I think I could see them finishing the three seed. I don't think they'll get all the way to the two.
0: They're nine and ten right now, or nine and, nine and one of their last ten.
1: Right. They're really hot. And... Uh, I got to say what else I like is the Mavs just straight up tanking, man. Uh, we really have a chance. I gave the stats last time, right? We get a top, uh, bottom six record. We have a 43% chance at getting a top five pick, which we have protected. If we're not in the top five, we lose that pick. So it's a big deal. So uh, we're, li- we're losing games at the right clip. And it's basically between us, Washington, and Memphis for the bottom six records, which that's some good competition uh, when it comes to tanking.
0: Yeah, you, Washington, Memphis for bottom six. Yeah, so that's, you're in.
1: Are you – are the Mavericks bottom five now? We're bottom six right now. Bottom we're six bottom, right now? Yeah, we cannot get to the bottom five most likely. Uh, Phoenix uh, – excuse me, Phoenix, New York, Cleveland, Chicago, and probably Atlanta have that locked up.
0: Phoenix keeps winning games. They're five and five in their last ten. I don't know why they're trying.
1: <laughs> First 500 stretch this season. <laughs> So I mean, I guess Atlanta at twenty they have so I'm looking at I'm looking at losses. We need the most losses. Atlanta has 45 losses. We have 40 losses right now. So we're five behind them in the loss column. Probably not gonna happen. But we're so we're 27 and 40. Memphis is 28 and 41. And the Wizards are 29 and 39. And the Wizards and the Grizzlies play. So I'm like to be weirdly interested in that terrible tank fest to try right. to see the lizards uh lose to memphis to keep it a little bit tighter for dallas yeah for sure
0: so your likes are toronto um what was the second one houston houston and that the mavericks suck nice yes. all right let me come up with my three dislikes for you my number one dislike is Definitely Oklahoma Oklahoma City Thunder right now. Um, They've dropped from the three seed to the five seed now, so they do not have first round, even first round, uh, home field against Portland.
1: Strong is a big
0: deal. Big deal in Portland. That crowd is crazy. Yep. Uh, So that's they're four and six in their last uh, ten games, and they just lost a lost a close one to the Pacers after Wesley Matthews uh, hit a game winner, Um, (laughs) which he
1: never did as a Dallas Maverick.
0: (laughs) No man, I know. Um, their defense is really really good. Their offense is just. If you don't have Paul George scoring every single time down the court, like their offense is really stagnant.
1: Yeah. Um, even like, Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, you know what the, the scariest part about that loss, it's not that you lost because the Pacers are a good team, right? We keep saying, oh, they're going to go away. They're going to go away. Now, it we're 69 games and they're 44 and 25. Like, right?
0: Right.
1: They're going to be a 50-win team even if they kind of stumble. The scariest part about that loss is that Paul George scored 36 points in 36 minutes and they didn't win the game.
0: If yeah, Paul George is
1: 36, you, you got to win.
0: Right. And Russ had 19 and 12 at the end of the third quarter. I don't know what he finished. What did he, what did he finish with?
1: Not, he only had 19 points. He didn't score in the fourth quarter. 19, 4, and 11. I need to uh, pull up a box score that has his field goal percentage, but I guarantee you it was not good tonight. It was, yeah, it was 19, 14, and 11. Which yeah, is, 19, 14, and 11. I mean, so Russ got you a triple-double. Paul George goes for 36, and you lose. Yeah. Not good.
0: <laughs> That's tough, man. Um Definitely not good. They, we brought in Marcus, uh, Marcus, Markeef. I always get those two confused. I think it's one Marcus. of the Morris twins. Yeah, one of the Morris twins for three point shooting and defense. He's doing really great on the defensive side of the ball. And he's we're better defensively, but when he's on the court, we're only scoring 103 points out of 100 possessions, which is not good, man. That needs to be better. It's because he's not doing very well at scoring uh, or shooting those four and threes. So. Um, I was really excited about him coming in. Really great defensively, but he hasn't shown up offensively
1: yet. Yeah, you guys just don't have the shooters. It would have honestly probably paid off to uh, hold on to Dougie McBuckets.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of – he's a defensive liability, so he's the opposite side, you know?
1: Right, but you can bring him in for 15 to 20 minutes and get you that shot when your offense is struggling because Terrence Ferguson, I can't stand watching him take a jump shot. Yeah. Shooter's been a little disappointing in the back half for me the last 20 games or so. Really? Uh, Seven points on three of ten tonight. 30, 32 minutes. You got me seven points. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Not ideal, right? And then yeah. it's a lot of minutes for a six man too. 32. Ross was eight for eighteen. Like you got to be. That's not a terrible percentage for him, but Stephen Adams goes eight for fourteen. Why does he not have more touches?
0: Yeah, I would. I would be okay with Stephen Adams shooting eight, 18 20 shots. Versus rush shooting 18
1: and rush shooting 14 in addition yeah. to ball. I mean, he's leading the league in assist and his turnovers are down, whether people want to admit it or not, because he plays with the aggressive style, a quote unquote selfish style, which he's like been top two in assists the last three years. So I don't understand that, but Russ is a great passer and he needs to just do that more and facilitate.
0: Yeah, I agree. I don't, um, I, I still think a lot of this is a issue with coaching they need to find a way to actually have more than just one. Every time down the court we're going to ISO one person or maybe we're going to do a pick and roll or maybe a pin down. That's really all they have. They don't really have a ball movement type of thing. And you can't tell me, like, like this team is middle of the league in, in offensive efficiency. That has too much talent on it to be middle of the league in offensive efficiency. That's bad coaching.
1: I agree with that 100%. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is like, even if they get rid of Billy Donovan, which I think they might they, – they probably will this year they get bounced in the first round. I don't see how you couldn't.
0: I I mean, they, I still think it's a Oklahoma city fans don't really know basketball yet. Like they've only had a team for what, seven years, eight years. I guess that's fair. That's true. I I still think that they tend to fall in love with these guys and do the, uh, Billy Donovan took us to the second round of the playoffs and the third round of the playoffs. We did that with Scott Brooks forever. And that we said he took us to the finals. So we held on to him for six more years than we should have, you know? So. Right.
1: Right. And that's, so that's my point is, okay, let's say you get bounced in the first round. Maybe this even the second you, what? whatever happens, Billy Donovan gets fired. Okay. What gives you confidence that Oklahoma city is an organization is so good at picking players, but they, I don't have any confidence that they're going to go get a good coach because I, I don't know if anyone wants to go, go there, but that situation is enticing. So it's a, I don't know. It's weird.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't either. There's not even really. So Whenever you're in a position that you want to win a championship, you have to get a tier one coach, right? You don't win championships with tier two coaches or tier three coaches. You win championships with coaches like even Spolstra When he was for the Heat, he built this amazing offense that was built for LeBron James, you know? He was a great coach. So you don't win coaches that can't teach your team how to move the ball. I don't know who's out there that you could even go after at this point. It's just a bunch of washed up coaches. You'd have to find some
1: unknown talent. I believe Tyrone Lewis is available. I'll take him. His services are available. <laughs> yeah, um, he's not exactly washed up, but he sucks. So <laughs> I, maybe, know that uh, I know there. Dude, it's all the usual suspects. I can name six guys that shouldn't have been coaches in the first place. That could be your coach, right? But, but I mean, okay. So maybe go back to the. What about going back to the drawing board and looking at a college coach like you did with Billy Donovan? Or do you think because they did that, they'd have a sour taste in their mouth because they could go get uh, what's my man's name from Villanova? Uh, uh,
0: yeah, Jay. Frank-
1: or Jay Wright, Jay Wright, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I would, and I mean, college blast basketball is going to blow up in the next few years. Um, hammers coming down on them as far as FBI investigations. I would, that's what I would do if I were them. Um, but you have to look like Billy Donovan was a great recruiter at Florida. I never really found found him to be a great coach. Like when he won, he won a couple of championships. Like he won two back to back. Dude, that guy had Corey Brewer on his team. He had Al Horford. He had um, who Noah? were some other ones that.
1: Joe Noah.
0: Joe Kim Noah, dude, that team was stacked. <laughs> they had like five first-rounders. <laughs> yeah, they, they
1: turn. They had four four players that played more than 6 years in the NBA.
0: Yeah, that's crazy for a college mm-hmm. team. So, he was a great recruiter. Starters. Yeah, exactly. He was a great recruiter. I never thought that he was a great scheme person. I think you got to go out there and get a scheme person like um like, Jim Boeheim. Come run the two three. <laughs> I really I really like Sean Miller and that dude's probably out of Arizona. He's <laughs> a good guy, but uh he's also relatively shady apparently now. Yeah.
1: Sean Miller could entice free agents, though. Who knows? He could. Dude, look what he was doing with college students. You know what he would what do, you do with these NBA players?
0: Yeah, he got so we don't we don't necessarily know what he's been doing with college students yet, but Schlebach reported that was what happened last year as he went through a uh he went through a um bash Arizona Wildcats uh year and Schlebach reported that he wrote a or he was on a line telling DeAndre Gordon that he was gonna get a hundred thousand dollar check or telling somebody to write a hundred thousand dollar check to DeAndre Gordon or DeAndre Ayton. That's crazy, man. So uh he might be able to get some players over there. I don't know. But I, I really like I, he's a great schemer. He's a great uh defensive coach. But I don't think you can stay with Donovan and win anything. I don't think that guy will ever win a championship
1: agreed so that was a strong dislike from you because that was one on our new dislike like segment that you just created here so what <laughs> is the, what is number two on your list or did that just cover two and three <laughs> my number two on my list
0: is um, the Utah jazz uh guy so i don't know that guy should probably be number one but i wasn't gonna lead off with this guy right (laughs) so you heard this story of what happened right
1: yeah so i've i've read pretty extensively about it i'll let you tell tell the story since it's your dislike though i have a few thoughts
0: yeah so essentially russell westbrook gets videotaped telling uh a guy that he was gonna um or he's talking to a uh he's talking to an usher at first and he tells them and he tells him i'm gonna f both of them him and his wife right and then he starts talking to the guy and saying I'll have to both of y'all up, which is bad, dude. Like never never for domestic violence whatsoever. Right. Um
1: here's and what set a better set a better example as a pro athlete for kids. Yeah, exactly. You, Russ, and I don't have a problem with what he did.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not so he he needs to set a better example, but at the same time, this guy, what happened was, and this came out later, um, you don't ever see videos of this, you see videos of the superstars that are retaliating. And Russ kind of has to know that, you know. Um, It's so funny, like on the sidelines, there's always – if one thing comes out of a game, it's either going to be Russ threatening some grown-ass man or giving his shoes to a kid. (laughs) (laughs) There's no in-between for Russ. But um, this guy, apparently, according to a lot of the players on the bench, um, told him to get down on his knees like he used to, like he's a slave, right?
1: Yeah, that's the quote that I read that I was like, you know what? At that point, what he said wasn't wasn't out of line at all until he brought a woman into it.
0: Yeah, I'd agree. So it's – dude, that – and that Utah has a history of doing that. Like if you ask just about any NBA player, like they hate playing in Utah because they're going to get that stuff. Yep. So first off, my dislike is that fan, number one. Number two, um, my dislike is that usher, dude. When an usher hears that, he has to go up there and remove him. Like we have to do something to protect these players because they're the ones that get hurt and they're the ones in the public spotlight. Russell should have never even been in that situation. That usher should have went up there – and walk that guy out immediately, you know? And yeah. so what No, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So what happens is the Utah Jazz do an internal investigation, and uh, and they find – I'm sure that they asked all the season ticket holders sitting around that guy and asking what happens, and then they ban that guy for life. They then put out a statement and say, that has no um, no place in our stadium, and it shouldn't. They're right. That has no place in our stadium. We have a long, rich history of being great and not being like that. That's wrong. But, um, and we're going to continue to treat these athletes with the way that they should, which is right. That's what they should do moving forward, but they need to have a better training for their ushers that when they start hearing that, regardless of what happens, that usher should have 100%, uh, like domain as to far as walk that guy out and he should be banned for life. You have to go to the extreme if you're going to get rid of this, uh, stigma that you brought upon yourself.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's well said. I agree with almost all of that completely. Uh, I just, To me, it's just crazy. I, I don't know what the culture is like there. I, I'm not familiar that much with Salt Lake City. I think we all know if you were doing some shit like that that close at American Airlines Center in Dallas, the ushers would come pull up oh, on you sure. really, really fast. Yeah, for sure. They're not going to stand for that. So, yeah, I'm surprised it got to the where it was. And obviously that video puts a certain spin on it. And I, I love Russ, but I, I'm not going to defend, you know, threatening a woman but i mean dude based on what that guy said man he it probably wasn't the only thing that was said to him that that night unfortunately yeah that was in that kind of context and i think it just boiled over on him and he really didn't like lose his school it wasn't like ronard test level you know what i mean right. which right. like like ronard test was probably i mean you got a little beer thrown on you that's i don't know <laughs> Like, sure. the, uh, the action really warranted the uh, punishment there. Right.
0: So, and I, you're exactly right. Like, I don't have a problem with what Russ said to the guy. Like, if, if that usher's not going to do anything, I probably would have told the guy, dude, I'm going to make your wife a widow, you know, and just not address it. Like, if she's going to act that <laughs> yeah. way, I'm going to make her a widow.
1: Yeah, but, if you say that, it's so much less worse. As silly as that is, it really is, though.
0: I actually thought, so the NBA fined him $25,000, um, which I thought was actually pretty light i thought that yeah, he should have uh, suspension for what he said um about the about his the guy's wife but um it's it i think it was also cool that the nba kind of showed the players that they're in their corner you know
1: yeah i mean that's a league that does that way more often than a league like the nfl so I, i'm not surprised by that as much i think they had to find them because it looks bad if you don't but it, yeah. that's a light dollar amount for Russell Westbrook. I mean, that's not that dude makes $38 million a year. He's good.
0: It really is. And to be honest with you, if I was Adam Silver, I would have done some fines at Utah. I would have said, This is your staff that's not taking care of business. You're right. Um you're hurting our players and you're putting us in a bad situation where if we if we um, punish Russell Westbrook too bad, we look bad to our employees, to our players, right? But if we don't punish Russell Westbrook, then we look bad to people that um women's rights activists, And we look bad to people that, that believe that women should have rights, which should be everybody, right? Agreed. So it, Utah put him in a bad situation. I think the NBA should have fined the jazz. Uh, I think but,
1: the NBA should send that usher to only be able to usher youth, uh, Phoenix Suns games for the rest of his career. <laughs> That's a real fucking punishment.
0: Yeah, it is. Make him do it in the third row,
1: too. 41 games. You got to do 41 home games. And their their home record this year, what is it? Ten and twenty-four. Jesus like
0: Christ! Yeah, that's horrible.
1: But yeah, I don't yeah. want to take away from what you said. I mean, that's absolutely all correct. Um, yeah, you know, I I, I don't want to stay on it too long because it's been it's been touched on all week and all the all the media's. But I think it was definitely blown out of proportion originally. Once I did a little more deep dive, I understood kind of why it played out that way. Yeah. That, that's really my conclusion. Is that uh, is that all your dislikes, or you got some more pessimism built up than you there? Oh, man, I've got a
0: bunch that's going to flow out over the entire episode. But my third one is James Dolan, who banned a fan for life because the fan told him that he should sell the team.
1: Actually, It's like you're I'm shopping thinking. the team, bro. You're shopping the team.
0: <laughs> I'm changing that to my likes. Anytime <laughs> you can swing your dick like that, James Dolan, you do it. You, nobody has respect for you, anyways. You give these fans some respect. Okay.
1: Yeah, like fuck this guy. What kind of product are you putting on the floor? Where are we at? Where get the? Let me get the Knicks record: thirteen and fifty-five. You're six and twenty-six at the Garden, and fuck you. Yeah. You ran that team like shit.
2: May I interject and, real quick? Uh, may, may I what's interject up? real quick? Yeah, uh, I have to. I have to throw this in there to help Kyle even prove his point further. This is exactly what's wrong with the Knicks. He's sitting there talking about how he thinks that they're going to do wonderful in free agency. That's a problem. That should concern Knicks fans.
1: Yeah, I My hope think they're going to do wonderful. But I have like what the league has is as far as like anti Lakers syndrome. I have anti anti Knicks syndrome. I don't want to see the Knicks land KD, Kyrie, or any of these free agents. I want to see. I don't know why. I just love seeing the Knicks be bad. But also, fuck that guy for. Somebody telling me should sell a four billion dollar asset that he owns. Like, <laughs> you're a real. I can't look
0: at my four billion dollar asset anymore.
1: Yeah, like, come on, get over it. You know, <laughs> and that guy's like, he's at least he bought a ticket. How many tickets are you really selling? Yeah,
0: that's fair. Um, I agree, though, Justin. Like, I don't, I don't know why anybody would want to play in New York. That makes much sense to me.
2: I take issue, but, though. I mean, think about it from this point of view, though. You the. Uh, we're the people that buy the tickets. We're the people that go buy the expensive ass concessions. If I want to get drunk and tell James Sol- Dolan that he fucking sucks, I'm gonna do it.
0: <laughs>
2: and I'm sure I mean, that you would. That's Didn't what you I'm yell saying. At Pete Rose? Yeah. Why'd you do it, Pete? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did yell at Pete Rose
0: once. That was great. God dang it. That guy's been limited down his entire life. Dude.
1: And he has drunk Justin. <laughs> if James Dolan's gonna do be. <laughs> If if James Dolan's gonna be sensitive, he needs to go sit in fucking suite.
0: Yeah, I agree. I don't know how I don't know how you become sensitive when you're a when you're a mil- billionaire like that.
1: All Where NFL you- owners are chilling in Suites. You'll see NFL owners down there mixing it up with rowdy fans. Yeah. It's-
2: Could you imagine well, if Jerry I'm Jones that did that? <laughs> but, could you imagine if Jerry what? Jones went and sat down in the crowd with people? Jerry did. <laughs> oh my no, god! No, could you imagine if he did? I couldn't even imagine. Oh, dude,
1: he wouldn't make it out of there alive. I don't know, man. Uh, that Cowboys drinks.
2: fans are soft. Yeah. Cowboys fans are soft. And Jerry really? drinks a lot of scotch.
1: <laughs> yeah, they would be getting fucked up. Yeah, he'd be like pouring Johnny Walker on bitches. <laughs>
2: Just kidding. All right, I'll let you boys catch it out. Take it <laughs> easy.
1: <laughs> oh man, dude. So what? Okay, do you think? So I'm looking at a – I've seen two reports on it. I saw it on Bleacher Report, and I saw it on Sports Illustrated, basically beat writer. I think they even talked about it on First Take or one of the ESPN morning shows that there's just no way that Anthony Davis is going to go to the Lakers. How how do you feel about that? I mean, do you see a way where Anthony Davis doesn't end up in LA? Because it seems like they're willing to give him whatever they want, but – the more I read into this I'm like maybe he's not going to go there we've talked about it if they don't do that they might be screwed.
0: So that brings us to something else that we need to talk about. Um Brandon Ingram actually was uh was diagnosed with deep vein thrombosis in his arm and shut down for
1: the rest of the season. Yeah, that's like that blood it's like blood clot, clot type stuff, right? It's yeah, serious. It's, it's what Chris, Yeah, it's the exact of, same like thing. Chris Bosch, right?
0: Exactly. Exact same thing that uh ended Chris Bosch's career. Um, so ultimately if the, like if a blood clot goes to your heart, you're dead. Right. So what they do is they put them on blood thinners and then, um, and what could happen is when it when they get you on blood thinners or it's an anti-clotting agent. So what happens is if you get hit or you get elbowed and, and you're, you start bleeding internally before you know about it, you've got an entire system full of blood and you die. Right. So that's why, that's why Chris Bosch was shut down. Um, he still wanted to play, but the Heat wouldn't let him play because he said, "Listen, if you get hit, you play the post. If you get hit, you could be dead before we even before we can stop anything from happening." Well, Brandon yeah, that's has a scary the same thing. situation. Yeah, exactly. He has the same thing, which is they're going to put him on blood thinners or um, anti clotting agents, and they're going to see, and then they're going to reevaluate and see if it's gone. If it continues to come back, then they're going to shut him down for forever. Um, this is actually, and uh, dude, I hate, like, my condolences go out to Ingram and his family. I, Dude, I know what it's like to have something that you love, like, taken from you, and that sucks, man. This could get taken yeah. from.
1: Um, and it's not all about money. It's really not. I, yeah. I really don't want it to be. But at least he was the second overall pick and got some guaranteed money to take care of his family. No. Uh, so it's not like he was, you know, like some of these NFL players, right, that have, situations where they have some kind of career, in, you know, ending situation and they got maybe, and I don't want to downplay money at all, but like 400,000 guaranteed or something like that versus, yeah. you know, 10 million.
0: That's why Cole call left is because he got like 20 mil guaranteed. Is that right? Dude, he got overpaid is what yeah. he got. So yeah, that, that is something that the CBA really did well for the players in the NBA is that they got, uh, they get a lot of guaranteed money. Especially so, when you're that high of a pick. Yeah, exactly. So, But um, to switch gears here back to the Anthony Davis thing, this is the worst thing that could have happened to the Lakers, and this is the best thing that could have happened to the Celtics because now the Celtics don't have to throw out as much. The Lakers really don't have anything that can really match the Celtics anymore because he's part of of every package that they put together, and he's a big piece in every one of those packages. So um, I don't – I had Anthony Davis 100% locked for the Lakers previously, Dude, I, I've got like a 25% chance for him going to the Lakers now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and that may even be high because other teams are going to have better packages. Yeah. And so if he doesn't go to the Lakers, right, let's play devil's advocate. Do they end up on their ass or do you think they end up getting someone still because they are the Lakers?
0: The Lakers? Um, so I I don't ever – excuse me. I don't ever count out the Lakers in any free agency. We've talked about that before.
1: Yeah, you said, you've said that. The
0: Lakers to me are always one free agency away from a championship contender.
1: Yeah, but it's hard to predict with today's NBA and the way players are, and I don't know, things are weird. It, I think it could go either way. Yeah. So if I it's think, so, you, you think the Celtics are the primary contender, dude? Honestly, between
0: yeah, the Celtics are the primary contenders. I really like the Sixers and what they could put together as well. Um, okay. But it's kind of like you run, you run a big like Joel Embiid and Anthony Davis that kind of play the same role or the same, same thing together. Um, but I, Celtics are my primary contender. Bucks are a contender for me as well. But if I was a Bucks owner, I don't know that I would blow up for Anthony Davis. Blow what they have up for Anthony Davis.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know if I would do that either. You know, even though I'm picking Toronto over them. Yeah. The Knicks favorite team in the East. They just have such a great team and you'd have to trade a lot of those starting pieces. Exactly. Yeah. The Knicks,
0: if they bring in and KD and, and Kyrie, they could package Zion or, yeah. or one of those top picks.
1: Yeah. Do, uh, do Zion or whoever you would presumably get at one or two. And I mean, what else do you throw together though? Cause you want to keep Kyrie and KD. I mean, you really don't have a whole lot left on that roster. I mean, you go Zion, Dennis Smith Jr. and two first.
0: Yeah, that's what I I mean, I, I would bite on that. Here's what I will say. Um, I, I called it when it first happened. The Pelicans turned down that big godfather offer from the Lakers, and I told them, or I said, they're going to get less for this, and this is the first thing that, ha- that needed to happen for – or didn't need to happen. But this is the first step in the Pelicans getting less than what they would have gotten.
1: But they might have felt more like, oh, fuck, if they made this trade in the middle of the year and let's say they went – Ingram, Ball, you know, a protected first, and some other player, another asset, and then you see this about Ingram, and it's like,
0: well, they, yeah, they didn't know that it was going to happen previously, though.
1: No, but I'm saying, what if that, what if that trade would have went through mid year for Anthony Davis, and the Pelicans had that happen to him, where probably the number one in that trade, yeah, had they this were. kind of medical issue, yeah. So I don't know, it could. It, I, I still think the Pelicans have a lot of leverage because he's a fucking top four player.
0: Oh, for sure. They have lots and lots of leverage, but they're not going to get a, another deal as good as what the um.
1: Yeah, the maybe not.
0: They were going to give him like five five for one. And then like a couple of picks too. Um, but I don't think that they can get – now I don't think they can get Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I think they'll get one of them if they do go with the Celtics.
1: So um, I think the Sixers can – well, let me hear – because you said the Sixers can put a pretty sexy package together. What does that package look like to you? So you signed Tobias Harris and right. then you packaged Tobias Harris for it. Tobias Harris
0: and – Maybe a couple first-rounders. I don't think they really really need to package much more than just Tobias Harris. Um, I actually really, really like him. And I think that he – is by. we said it when it first happened, is he was the biggest trade of the entire uh, trade deadline was him, and he's playing like it too, man. He plays
1: really, really well. So what if you trade – so what if you re-sign Tobias Harris and let Jimmy Butler walk? Mm-hmm. But then for Anthony Davis, you do like two firsts, Ben Simmons. I guess you could throw another player in there if you wanted to. And then – So now you have your three, four, five is Tobias Harris, Anthony Davis, Joel, and B. You might be a little light at guard, though. You're going to need somebody to run that offense.
0: I think that, man, if they traded, I would be shocked if they traded Ben Simmons. I would trade Ben Simmons for Anthony Davis, though. I mean, yeah, right now, like they're both. They're both. Anthony Davis is far and away better than Ben Simmons right now. Right. But I am. If I'm. I don't think that I can win a championship with Joel Embiid and beating Anthony Davis. Okay. Um, and Tobias Harris kind of plays between tweener 4 3 4. That's a
1: really, really crowded front court and a lot of scoring from the front court, not a whole lot of
0: scoring from the back
1: court. What if you trade jo- Joel straight up for Anthony Davis? And then you have. You, know, you didn't like that? Obviously, the listeners can't see Josh's face. He did not care for that. But, I don't think they get better. Okay. So then. I don't know. So you. So your. I just don't think your scenario. Like your scenario is the best for the Sixers, but I don't know. if I don't think the Pelicans do that.
0: Yeah, I said Tobias Harris. I didn't mean like you have to package a package of Ben Simmons or a Joe MB with Tobias Harris. I mean like Tobias Harris, like throw throw maybe Redick in there. Is that a one you one year deal Yeah, he's, I mean, but just throw. So the, the prototype for getting a superstar is to give them a star or maybe an all-star and then a bunch of other little pieces, right? Yeah. So you can put that together. Um Tobias Harris and uh, Anthony Davis, all you have to do is make the salary match salaries match. So we, and we don't know what Tobias is really gonna be signed at. That guy's probably or that guy is worth a max deal.
1: I would so probably we, give him four for like one ten. Yeah, so 25 – or a little bit more than 27, 28.
0: 28. Yeah. yeah. So that's, and I think that's a little bit more than what Anthony Davis is at right now. So they'd have to um, get rid of some salary
1: on the Pelican side. He's at like 26. I mean, it would be a – Is he? Like A minimum. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he did like a five for 130. So we'll see how that plays out. I, I, there's not going to be too many shoppers, though, that can really afford it because what they, they just want something so rich for it. Right. Another, another point I wanted to make, too, because I've had – chance to catch a couple Golden State games is I just really can't figure out where I'm at with the Warriors. Like, obviously, still finals champ pick, but they just seem a little older and slower, but I can't tell if they're really – and I said on the last podcast, I can't tell if they're really trying all the way yet. Yeah,
0: I – man, I don't – when I watch them, I don't know if they're better than they were last year, even with Boogie
1: it feels slower, like Boogie's slow. Draymond's a little older and slower. He's not quite as athletic. and Steph and Clay are still pretty good. But Steph's a defensive liability, and their bench is just really depleted because of the contracts that they have, and they're going to have more steep contracts next year if they try to keep most of this together, and their bench might even look worse.
0: Yeah, I agree. And Draymond, dude, this year, he's shooting 43% from the field. And twenty four percent from the three point
1: line. I don't think I could do that in the NBA. Twenty four percent. If I just came off a few picks, I'm pretty positive that
0: yeah, you could. Um, That's
1: not that's not hard to do,
0: especially (laughs) because he's not he doesn't have anybody contesting his shot. Can you shoot? Can you walk into a gym right now and shoot twenty five percent wide open? Yeah, (laughs) I'm pretty sure. I'm hoping so. Right. So that's not that's not anything that's impressive. He hasn't been as good defensively. Um, he's not in the running for defensive player of the year. I would honestly be surprised if he got first team on defense.
2: Um, oh, I would be think surprised.
0: Will. Yeah, I I'd be surprised if he got second team on defense. Um, so he's really dropped off. Clay was having a really tough year, but dude, he is lighting it up recently. And that guy, for me, man, he's just their X factor. He just if he there's yeah. nothing to me. Okay, that's more exciting than a nuclear man. clay. Do what? Nuclear clay. That's what I'm calling it now. I said I sent you that. So for for the listeners. Yeah, you got some your stats for us? I got some stats for you right here. When Clay Thompson shoots so when he when he's missed his last shot, he shoots 40% from the three point line. When he's made a shot, he shoots forty-three percent from the the free throw or from the three point line. When he's made two shots in a row, he shoots forty eight percent. When he's made three shots in a row, he shoots fifty percent. When he shoots, when he's made four shots in a row, he shoots sixty-seven percent from the three-point line, sixty-three percent for five shots. If he's made six shots in a row, there's an eighty percent chance that his next shot is going in. Like,
1: how's that even possible? Like, I feel like if he had his own team, he would just average forty-five points. I know,
0: nineteen threes a game. There's a nobody that I think I have ever seen get hotter than nuclear Clay, and it's so much fun to watch because he takes these just. Stupid yeah. shots. He's coming across half court and pulling up at the circle and just drilling them.
1: There's never been a player in the NBA that can get as hot as Clay, um, and that include and that includes Steph because if you look at Clay's what was that quarter that he had? Thirty yeah.
2: six. Yeah, he had like thirty
1: nine points in a quarter, or something like that. it was stupid. There's just no way. I mean, it's like laws of averages, right? So. If I know I've made seven threes in a row, yeah, I'm pulling that eighth one because I'm feeling myself. But right. if it doesn't go in, I'm still seven for eight. Like there's a pretty good chance that's not gonna go in because you're gonna miss law of averages, you're gonna miss one after a while. The fact right. that he shoots eighty percent after making seven shots is insanity. Most people are probably like fifteen percent on that stat. Right.
0: So that's he was having a slump at the beginning of the year, and we were talking about him. Should he be an all star? Did he all star this year? He didn't all star, did he? He did. He yeah, did all star. Yeah, because he went off.
1: DeRozan, Luca, and
0: Donovan Mitchell. That's right. But we were debating whether or not he should be in because he was having such a bad year up until like two weeks. He's up to forty percent from the three point line now.
1: He's just got everyone from California and everyone that smokes weed voting for him. Everyone loves Clay Thompson, dude.
0: I I hate the Warriors and I love Clay Thompson. I can't <laughs> yeah. wait to have a Clay Thompson jersey on another team. But he's uh, He's averaging twenty two points. points a game now. So, dude, that guy, that guy is your X factor. Because if you shut down Steph and KD, that guy's going to go for 60. Like, he's done it before, you know? Yeah, so.
1: it's definitely an X factor when you have t- two of the top seven players in the world. And if they can't get it going, you have the arguably best shooter of all time.
0: Yeah, the second best three shooter of all time. Yeah, like, like, it's like, just insanity. You've got the number one, you got the best shooter of all time and the second best shooter on. All time on the same team and that's and not, then like the sixth best shooter
1: of all time yeah
0: and they drafted both of them that it's uh before Kevin Durant went over there so I I don't think they're as good as they were last year but I still don't think that there's any way that anybody's gonna beat them and we don't know like DeMarcus Cousins may turn it on um in the playoffs really the the big issue that the Warriors have had in the way that you beat them was by muscling them and getting a lot of rebounds you can't do that with DeMarcus Cousins
1: anymore. yeah he just looks a little ogre out there to me yeah. He just looks like a 300 pound person that's towards Achilles in his recovery. Yeah, I can't remember if you and I have ever talked about this, but do you max him next year if you're some team? No, I don't. I don't think I, I, I give him 20 maybe, but I don't max him. I'll give him like two for 40. Yeah, if he's willing to play for that, but I think he's going to want more.
0: I agree, but somebody will max him because somebody's yeah. always willing to max somebody. That's yeah, that's what Justin always
1: says. There's always a, sh- a shitty organization out there that'll do it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I think. Uh, I think it was Bill Simmons podcast that I was listening to where he was talking about, you know, if I'm playing against Boogie, I'm just gonna ISO or I'm just gonna pick do pick and rolls on him and switch that all day. Because think about if they get a series with Houston and he made this point, and they do a pick and roll, and you get James Harden being guarded by DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah, that's bad. I mean, that's barbecue chicken. Man. That dude's gonna score fifty a game.
0: I mean, it also doesn't matter who is guarding James Harden at this point, but yeah. Having it, Boogie it, it,
1: is like no one guarding him. Right,
0: right. Um, yeah, so I, 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 agree, dude. I don't know. I don't think the Warriors are as good as they were last year. I don't know how good they are. Um, and I, I guess we really don't know until they hit the playoffs and then they go into playoff mode. Um, so we'll see. I'm surprised that LeBron is still active.
1: Yeah, he's on a quote unquote minutes restriction, load management type type thing. Like 20, I think he's 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 been in the 20s a few times. They're they're shutting down slowly and delicately so it doesn't look too bad but let me ask you this go ahead does this year take away from his legacy doesn't help uh does it take away from his legacy a little bit maybe as far as respect factor but i don't think it takes him out of the top for sure five ever probably not top three ever in my opinion it doesn't. It doesn't detract. He's so far ahead of most guys that it doesn't detract him any lower on the totem pole. But after this season, it's maybe like he can't be greater than Jordan in my eyes. Hmm. Okay. Because Jordan wouldn't do this type of shit. But it's a different era, right? Like it's this type of free agency and player empowerment and Twitter didn't exist in 1993. You know what I mean? So it's it's hard.
0: I mean, people tend to forget what what the Wizards Jordan was like, or forget that
1: part of his career. That's true. And I will always argue that LeBron James has more basketball talent and IQ than Michael Jordan. This could
0: be Wizards Jordan for LeBron James, but you'll never you'll never hear that because he didn't have that hiatus where he retired and came back. Um, so here's my thoughts in regards to it. My top one and two is Jordan and LeBron. Um, I think my top three might be um, my number three is Bill Russell. I think my four between Magic Bird and Kobe. Oh,
1: I know Justin doesn't have Kobe at four. Co- Justin does not have Kobe at four. He's coming back, ladies and no, gentlemen.
2: I do not have Kobe at four. <laughs> <laughs> my, I
1: uh, I can't top, even. I think I could even put Kobe at four, man. My top uh, got, four is
0: between Kobe Bird and Jordan.
1: So um, I, I go Jordan, LeBron. Kareem. Oh, I Russell. forgot about Kareem.
2: Is this overall best players of all time? All
1: time. I forgot about I Kareem. This is why I didn't Ooh, write dude. this stuff down. And think through
2: it. You got to get Bill Russell in there.
1: I have Bill Russell at three. Okay. Um. I have Kobe. Or I, excuse, <laughs> I'm just so fascinated by Kobe being in <laughs> the top four. Now I have Jordan one, LeBron two, Kareem three, Bill Russell four. Okay. So if this year
0: never happened, Is LeBron better than Bill Russell?
1: Yeah, like this year has taken LeBron from being – he was two to me, almost number one, to now he's closer to three than he is one, but he's still number two to me. Like it didn't diminish it that much, but it did not help, and it did diminish it a little bit.
0: If this year never happened, is he better than Magic for you? Yeah. Is he better than Bird for you? Yeah, yeah. I don't care about this year. Um, No. For me, LeBron. Legacy has been what nine straight finals he carried some dog-ass teams with the cleveland cavaliers to the finals um multiple different times in multiple different stretches that's his legacy to me yes to me like his his legacy to me is not what is it is it nine straight finals or is it 10 eight eight okay eight. eight straight finals two championship or three championships mm-hmm. one with a not a good team no um Three championships, eight straight finals appearances. I would say that, um, let's see, that he carried, he absolutely carried four of those eight teams. Five of those eight teams? He absolutely carried five of those eight teams. Um, Josh, that's his is- legacy to me. Josh- I could,
2: I, yeah. Oh, no, sorry. Go ahead. I mean, go ahead. Go ahead and finish.
0: I was going to say, I, this to me, the, the dude's 34. Like, this to me, this time that he's at the Lakers, this is gravy. I would say that for me, he's already cemented himself hard in the top three players of all time. And then I don't care what you do at the age of 34
1: unless you get better.
2: Where does, like, Wilt Wilt fall for you then? This is why I need to write this down. I'll Uh, give you my top ten because me and
1: Josh have been talking about it, and I have a lot of big men in it. Real quick, last thing on the LeBron topic is, if somebody comes to me, they're going to be like, can you believe that season LeBron averaged 28-7-7 and 7 and shot 52% from the field? It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like, oh, man. But anyways, top 10. And my top 10 is different than most people, I think, in the fact that I have a lot a lot of big men in my top 10 and a lot of players that also play for the Lakers, unfortunately. But I have a lot of big men. So I've already gone four. I'll read it back one more time. Jordan. I'm doing this off top. Jordan. LeBron, Bill Russell. Uh, No, Kareem 3. I said Kareem 3, Bill Russell 4. That's really close, but I'll go Kareem and then Bill Russell, and I'll put Wilt at 5, Justin, to answer your question, just because dude averaged 50 and 27 for a season.
2: So, uh, yeah, I I get you. So I would say mine is Jordan 1, Kareem 2, Bill Russell. Oh, no, sorry, LeBron 3, Bill Russell 4, something like that. No problem. With Wilt that. Wilt's five, yep. Magic probably six, Larry yep. Bird seven, Hakeem probably eight. is kind of wow. what I've thought. Ours is very similar. Yeah, Shaq nine. Holy fuck. Probably Julius Irving ten. But Kevin Kevin Durant's you close. Have,
0: you don't have Kel- you have Kevin Durant over Kobe? Absolutely. Oh,
2: Kobe's the play. no
0: way, Kobe, man.
2: Kobe's like the fourteenth best player of all time.
0: That's not true. I, I would have wow. a hard time. So you guys started – this is why I hate top ten lists because I always forget about somebody or
1: multiple people. But I would have a hard time dropping Kobe out of my top seven. So I got Kobe at ten, and I had to drop Shaq out of mine, which hurt. That Dude. is really hard, too. That guy was – I mean, he's the he's most, dominant most dominant player of all time. He was Dude. the best player in the league for five years, which there's only like four people ever that have done that. Yeah. That so man, how do you, that like man
2: threw air. his body around with absolute disregard to society on the basketball court.
0: Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. they changed rules for that guy. Like if you if you have if you the NBA that guy is, so many times if the NBA is changing rules for you, that automatically puts you in the top ten. But like <laughs> at the same time, who do you who who would I take if you're top ten, Kyle, and drop them out? You know, so it's the top ten is so crowded
2: in the NBA. <laughs> the thing I thing that I, I had to
1: never see check out. He's, but he's at like 11 for me.
2: The thing that yeah. I never understand is why everybody thinks that Kobe being the 14th best basketball player of all fucking time is a big slight to him. I think that's a, a – there's a lot of fucking people that have played basketball.
1: Because he was a top – dude, he, but he was a top three player for 15
2: years. But he didn't ha. win without somebody like Shaq. I mean, Powell, the soul, and Lamar will owe him. Yeah, those th- are both really good fucking guys.
1: Oh, is
0: an all-star, God. but I challenge you to tell show me whos uh, championships without
2: another All Star. No, and yeah, I don't dispute won. that, but I just think that that's doesn't that tell you Pippen is
1: a lot fucking better than Paul Gasol.
2: But doesn't that tell you something? Whenever, whenever he doesn't have that secondary player like that, that they fucking miss the playoffs. Read read me
1: back your top. Read me back your top ten, and tell me who didn't who won a championship without another All Star. Hakeem is probably your best, but he played excellent.
2: I don't deny that, but I mean, it's hard to deny Shaq's greatness. I think if you would have, like, I mean, like people like don't like to talk about it, but Kobe wanted the fuck out of L A. several times, and I mean, it's not like he was the most loyal to the Lakers whenever it came right, goddamn, down to it. I
1: agree with that. The, The the loyalty's blown out of proportion, but. Dude, he won a championship with Paul Gasol. Go! I'll go down my list. Like all those dudes, there's nobody that won a championship with their, their second player being shitty as Paul Gasol. So
0: this these guy or this guy on Reddit did a NBA Hardware Top 100 of all time. He ranked the top 100 players of all time. He took MVPs, Finals MVPs, championships, awards, just like miscellaneous awards that they won. All NBA first team, second team, third team. All star. How many years you all started, and how many times you led a stat, or led a league in the stat. And he ranked it based upon points. Um, here's his top ten for what happened. Jordan was one, number one with 1,053 points. Number two was Kareem with 1,008 points. LeBron James was third with 853 points.
1: Kobe was fourth with 841
0: points. Tim Duncan was fifth.
1: Fuck, that was my oh, Timmy D. I was going to sneak him in my top 10 unexpectedly. He's Bill in- Russell
0: was sixth. Chamberlain was seventh. Magic, then Shaq, then Irving.
1: Damn, Dr. J is that high?
0: Yeah, he. I mean, he won. Dude won four MVPs and was in voting. He was top three four times and then top five two times. I
1: imagine he was top three four times if he won it four
0: times. He won three championships and had three finals MVPs.
2: Yeah. I, it's I, just so, hard for me to think about putting like Hakeem in front of Kobe. Two, I just can't get past that. Putting so, Hakeem in front of who? Kobe. I can't do that. I got Hakeem
1: slightly above Kobe because I think he revolutionized the game, but he would have never won a championship if Michael Jordan left the league. So that, that I, honestly I could interchange because Hakeem, Kobe, that's like my nine, 10. So I, I had Jordan, LeBron, Kareem, Bill Russell, Wilt, which I think that's a, Common top five yeah. in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Magic at six. Me and Justin have a lot of the same players. At seven, though, that's where it's hard. Um, I would, I want to go Bird, but I really – I don't know. Bird, Hakeem, and Kobe are all in the same breath to me. And, and Timmy D. Like Those are my seven through ten, and I don't know how I'd rank it. But I guess I'll go Bird seven – Hakeem, eight, Kobe, nine, Timmy, D, ten. I, I think Tim is the top ten player of all time, man. The the numbers don't lie, and the rings.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, look, just of our essentially consensus, you know, we probably have 15 players that we can all interchange and, yeah. make, not, and argue, make an argument for all of them, right? Of the consensus of all those players, the only people that played with another person that's top 15 – were jordan or excuse me yeah
1: jordan i would put scotty Pippen in the top 15 would you no nah, no nah, really not involved. top 15 all the time now the only my, person that played he's like probably kareem and magic played together i uh yeah kareem and magic jerry, jerry west is top 15.
2: Jerry West is like probably my 15.
1: wait hold up did you just say bill russell and larry Bird play together yeah they did not play together Towards for him.
0: the end of their career yeah no. Nah. Toward the end of Bill
1: Russell's career. No, dude. I swear they did. I, I know they did. <laughs> you know Bill Russell started playing in the fifties. Yeah.
0: <laughs> dude, that guy was around for forever. He was like a hundred. <laughs> you're thinking
2: about um, Robert
1: you're thinking of Robert Parrish. So, you also
2: gotta oh, oh my god. You also gotta think about where to put in like David Robinson. Like that's yeah, something tricky David, to deal with.
1: David Robinson's probably fringe top fifteen, top he's top twenty, but where do, we, do you put I mean, Moses
2: Malone in there? I mean, dude, like, whenever you start to stack it up, it's like 14 is really fucking good. Like, that's my point. Like, I don't know. I, I just I love everybody thinks that's such a slight to Kobe and it's definitely fucking not.
1: I think I just made a great point, though, because I'll go down my list, Justin, and every person above Kobe played with a better player on every single one of their championship teams than Pau Gasol.
2: Yeah, but it Jordan didn't matter had at it, the man. time. I'm not saying that they didn't compliment each other, but they, right, they right. had to have that is my point. I guess
1: man, but if you look at that Lakers roster, it was not good. That might be one of the best getting your team to the championships of all time. That's like not far off the 07 Cavs.
0: I, I wouldn't they were way better than the other. <laughs> I wouldn't put them I wouldn't put them. I wouldn't say that, that team wasn't good. Power saw was good. He was a 20 and 10 guy, maybe a 22 and 12 guy. Um and Lamar Odom never really was what he needed to be, but he was he was good, but none of them None, I don't think that any of these players in the top 10 to bring it back to LeBron after we got off on the side. You no, know, and I told everybody that I thought Larry Bird and Bill Russell played together, but
1: uh, <laughs> um, God that was my bad. Damn. That was my bad. Um, none of these teams could have Bill Russell, built, born in 1934. Can you
0: <laughs> let's let's move on? <laughs> so that was my fault. Um can you name me another top another player oh, in the top ten <laughs> besides maybe Jordan that could have carried those Cavs to three different NBA champion, or three different NBA finals appearances? Kobe. I don't think he could. He couldn't do yeah. it in
1: 0- 06. No, nah, yeah, know. no. It was it, it's just those two guys. And honestly,
0: I don't think that Jordan could.
1: He couldn't do it before Scott Scottie Pippen got there. It depends. It's a different league. I'm gonna give Jordan the nod there. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. But that's what that's why they're my one and two, because they're the two best this is going to elevate my team to the next level.
0: Yeah. So for me this year, regardless of what happened, LeBron could have scored zero points. He still cemented himself as the top three best player of all time. Like there's nothing you can do to take that away from me.
1: Yeah. Agree with that hundred percent. I know that's where this all started. You cannot, you cannot take that away. Yeah. Um, We got to wrap it up. But last point I do want to make when you said, which of these two top 15 players have played together. It's all Lakers because Magic, no, Magic and Kareem played together. Jerry Let's West not go down J-
2: this road again.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? God damn. I'm pretty
0: positive that Bill Russell and Larry Bird played with each other. Bill Russell was 46 <laughs> years old when Larry Bird was a rookie. Yeah, Bill Russell was still playing then, man. He was still averaging 20 boards and 15
1: (laughs) shots a game at that time. He did average 23 boards for his career, which is stupid. That's the best shit I've ever heard. (laughs) This just proves the power of the Lakers. And it doesn't exist anymore unless we get a LeBron AD. It just doesn't exist, man. So Jerry West and Will Chamberlain played together. Magic and Kareem, Kobe and Shaq. I mean, those are probably all top 15 players. And... I don't think you can come up with another pair of top fifteen players that play together. No, that's outside of the Lakers. But we'll uh, we'll we'll wrap it up for now. Um, we'll see if Will Chamberlain's going to get any PT this this season. I heard he might be coming out of retirement at fucking eighty three years old. You're thinking of Bill Russell? I think is Wilt dead?
0: <laughs> He's going to play with Dirt. According to Bill Simmons, Will Chamberlain is both
1: gay and dead. <laughs> Yeah, he's a little bit of a conspiracy theorist, but I'll, I'll digress on that. But we'll be back next week, guys. Uh, we'll be you know one week closer to the playoffs. I think we officially start up in a little over two weeks. So as we start wrapping it up, we'll be doing a little, we'll probably be recording a little more frequently, getting you guys some more content, staying up to date with all the series. Uh, but until then, y'all have a good one, Josh. I'll see you. Justin later. later boys. Thanks, guys.